Stories with unexpected twists and turns seem to be all the rage these days. But what about a story where even the writers don't know what's coming? Welcome to The Story Symphony, the collaborative fiction podcast where each chapter of the story is written by an entirely different person. You, the listener, won't have any idea what to expect next. And neither will we, the writers. So strap in and let's see where The Story Symphony will take us today. You're listening to Chapter 6, Space Jump, by Sam Peterson. And here we go. Vanessa? Who was that? Vanessa wasn't speaking. I had never seen her look that way before. She was rarely left without words. We used to have this running gag a long time ago that when we ran out of things to say, one of us would shout, space jump, and the other would have to rush in with word vomit. It would always make us laugh. And even though I thought it might bring back memories of simpler times, I didn't think this would be the appropriate moment to shout such a thing out. Who was that? Vanessa? That was Paul. What did he say? I felt like I needed to help the flow of conversation. Alan and Polo looked like they were becoming impatient. With Vanessa and I, I was always the one in our relationship who was impatient. I'd wait until the series we were watching together was finished so I wouldn't have to wait every single week to watch another episode. I could see Norton trying to stay interested in the conversation, but was finding it very hard to keep up. He started pretending to play on his phone instead of having to awkwardly avoid meeting anybody's eyes. He gave me an address to meet at in an hour and he's asked me to come alone. I wasn't sure if this was a good idea, but was any of this? We had to find out as much as we could, but I just didn't feel comfortable letting Vanessa go by herself. I was worried something would happen. We don't know enough about Paul and by all accounts it seems like he's fallen in with the firefighters. I'll come with you. Right now I technically wasn't another person after all. And if Paul detected me, I'm sure I could make a quick escape. Vanessa nodded in my general direction, something I still wasn't getting used to. We obviously can't come. As much as we'd love to find out what's going on, we don't want to put you at risk. We'll stay here with Norton and work on things here. Or maybe I could come along. It seemed like Norton was making an attempt at a joke. If we knew more about his personality at this point, we may have laughed, but instead the room filled with an excruciatingly awkward silence. Ooh, I seem to have made things just a little bit more awkward around here. (laughs) Um, Al, Apollo, why don't we get things started? It'll take some time. Vanessa started fidgeting. She always seemed to do this when she got nervous. I always used to let her know when she was doing it, but now it didn't seem like the time. Even with everything going on, I couldn't help now but wonder how she'd managed to keep all of this from me over the years we'd been together. All those quiet dinners that we'd shared together, or the way she looked off into the distance sometimes over coffee, where I'd occasionally wonder just what her mind was so preoccupied with. I'd always just put it down to an introspective nature, but... Now there seemed to be a hidden meaning behind everything she said and did. Are you coming, Kyle? She didn't wait for my response. She was already walking. (laughs) 
As we reached the street, her Uber arrived. You always knew an Uber by their signage, but illegal Ubers had started popping up more and more these days, and you didn't want to get charged if you were caught. Vanessa stared right ahead, not speaking at all. I didn't want to alarm the driver, so I decided to keep quiet too. I was worried about what his reaction might be if we suddenly heard a voice coming out of nowhere. We arrived at what looked like an old brewery. The Uber had pulled up slowly, as if to add suspense. This seemed to happen any time I was nervous about getting out of a car somewhere. I even half thought this was maybe a new kind of Uber. Uber suspense. All breweries had shut down pretty soon after the food lab made huge advancements in water that tasted and had the same effects as beer. The food lab's beer provided all the benefits, if you can call it that, of drinking beer without the beer guts and perhaps, unsurprisingly, was an instant hit in Australia. This brewery had chains on the door handles like it had been closed for decades. Vanessa tried pulling at the chains but they were locked tight. A hand stuck out from an open window up above and began signalling to the side of the building. The mystery of the last few days was starting to wear thin and I could barely remember what it was like to not constantly be on the verge of having a heart attack. What was going to be waiting for us inside the brewery? Vanessa began calmly walking towards the side of the building. That was one of the huge differences between us. She was fearless. Or at least, if she was afraid, she would never let it show. The same couldn't be said about me. Around the corner was a small entrance that had been broken in. This place hadn't been inhabited for years and it looked like somewhere Paul was just hiding out. We entered a large storage room with ancient brewing barrels scattered around, which now sold for quite a bit as antiques. In the middle of the room sat Paul. I recognised him from the photos, but he looked like a badly drawn version of himself. He looked like a beaten down man, someone who had been to hell and back. His clothing was all torn and his face had cuts and bruises all over. There was no equipment around him, or at least nothing that looked like technology, which wasn't saying much given all the bizarre gadgets I'd seen over the last few days. Paul! Where have you been? I'm so sorry. When Vanessa walked in, she was a little angry, but her whole demeanour changed once she realised she wasn't scared of Paul. He wasn't a threat, not in the state he was in. He was someone to care about. Paul, it's been so long. I've had no idea what's been going on with you, nothing. I thought you were dead. I offered everything to the firefighters. Everything. They headhunted me, offered me the world. And I just couldn't resist the money. I gave them everything I could. Everything you and Laura had worked on. I really did believe in their cause. What they were fighting for. But when they started killing, I started thinking about what was right. I was working at the firefighters headquarters at the time and so I had access to everything. I was becoming less and less comfortable with what I was being asked to do. With what I knew the equipment was capable of. So I mentioned it to Teresa, a technician that I worked with, who, who I also thought seemed like she was getting cold feet. The next day when I tried to get into the building, I found they blocked my swipe card access. 
A bunch of them ambushed me as I tried to get away, but I managed to escape. I'd been hiding in this brewery ever since. I got rid of my phone so they couldn't track me. They can find you anywhere. But after that, I couldn't face you or Laura again. Vanessa's facial expressions alternated between looking like she wanted to give Paul a hug and wanting to throttle him. So what now, Paul? Why did you call me here? I've been working. He pointed to a small machine in the corner of the room. It wasn't the most impressive machine. It looked a lot like one of those old school machines called a laminator. Perhaps he was going back to basics and it really was a laminator. Lying next to that was a large stack of failed swipe cards that looked like they'd been forced through the machine. I've managed to figure out how to gain access to the firefighters' headquarters. We can get in, but we have to act now. In my last few days there, I heard them talking about a major attack. Bigger even than the airport. I could tell that Vanessa's mind was going a million miles a minute. She looked like she was weighing up all of her options and even wondering if what Paul was saying could be true. He hadn't proved himself to be a very trustworthy person so far, after all. Space jump. It's all we can do. But we don't have any other options, really. We have to give it a shot. Otherwise, more people will die. You must be Kyle. He didn't seem surprised to hear my voice. He just knew I was there. He was fitting right into the bizarreness of everything. It was weird meeting someone I'd heard so much about. Your idea of someone is always a little different. Their voice, their mannerisms. I'd built up this idea in my mind about Paul. I'd imagined him to be quite evil, really, and intimidating. Even though I'd only seen his face in the one photo in Laura's bedroom, I had built up this whole personality of someone you should be afraid of. But it was the exact opposite of everything I'd imagined. He was fidgety, like Vanessa. It even seemed like he was intimidated by her. I definitely know how that feels. What do you think, Vanessa? I agree. I don't think we have much of a choice unless we take it to the authorities. The firefighters have everything bugged. If we take this straight to the authorities, they'll disappear before we know it. And then we'll have to start all over again. And God knows what they'll do in the meantime. Aha! Paul was clearly coming to terms with the idea of fighting back himself. It dawned upon me that maybe Paul had originally hoped that Vanessa would say no to his idea and they would instead go about their day, watching the destruction of the world slowly take its toll. We'll need more people, Vanessa. A few more. It's a big place and we need to make sure that the coast is clear around every corner. And we especially can't risk you or I getting caught. We're the only ones that will know what to do. What he was saying made sense, although it also did seem like Paul was trying to put himself out of harm's way. If it came to a women and children first scenario, I kind of had the feeling that he was the type to choose to save his own skin. There's a room that I know about because I built it. And in there are all of their plans, everything really. That's where we need to go. There is a way to decommission everything, to to take it all back. I just need to get my hands on all of those codes. Vanessa nodded. It seemed to make sense to her. I was there, again, trying to make sense of anything, really. I'm sorry, Vanessa. Vanessa just kept silently staring at Paul. I admired that about her. Her no-nonsense approach to dealing with people. Her gift for seeing right through people's posturing. Those who say sorry usually want to be let off the hook for what they've done with a simple acceptance. Vanessa wasn't biting. And so what? 
You think that taking down the firefighters now can undo all the damage you've caused? This hit hard with Paul. He took a few moments to collect himself. The tears that had just started fading away were flooding back. It's the only option we have right now. We might not be able to do it, but it's all we've got. Behind Paul, in the darkness, stood someone whose idea of him was changing very quickly. There's someone who wants to speak to you, Paul. Oh, and who's that? Laura. Space Jump. Today's chapter was written by Sam Peterson, a filmmaker, producer and comedy man from Melbourne. In his downtime, Sam is obsessed with the work of David Sedaris. Sam is the host of Confessions of the Idiots, which is a hilarious comedy podcast where Sam finds confessions online that range from weird to absolutely mental and reads them to unsuspecting guests. If you haven't already, I highly recommend giving it a listen, and you can stay up to date with all the latest episodes by following Confessions of the Idiots on Facebook and Instagram. So who knows what's going to happen next? Well, we certainly don't, but I'm just as excited as you are to see where the next writer will take us. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Story Symphony to stay up to date with all the latest news and goss, and to let us know what you think about the story so far. Kyle was voiced by actor and comedian Angus Brown, who you can find on Twitter and Instagram at GusGusBrown or on Facebook at AngusBrownComedy. Vanessa was voiced by actor Maddie Tyres, who you can find on Instagram and Twitter at Maddie Tyres. Paul was voiced by Sam Peterson. And again, look up Confessions of the Idiots for one of the funniest podcasts you will find anywhere. Katrina Apollo was voiced by actor Tess McCaig, who you can find on Instagram at Tess McCaig. I voiced Norton, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Adrian Young. Finally, a massive thank you to Liam Miyako, the talented human being behind the artwork for the Story Symphony. Follow her on Instagram at Leanne Bakes Things. Until next time.